0: You Can Handle Anything, episode number 309. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming, complaining, and losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, but I also know that your emotional reactions can become a habit which over time can damage your relationships, which over time can sabotage your life. And yet, when you are emotionally equipped with practical strategies you can rely upon to get emotionally unstuck in the moment, you can break those habits, feel in control, and shift into the person you most wanna be no matter what. So you can go on living your life on purpose, or what I call living deliberately. And that's what you'll hear all about in this podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I just came back from a few days away with my husband, Boaz. We went on a retreat where the theme of this retreat was relationships. And I'm coming off of that retreat feeling quite transformed. There were some amazing classes and lectures, but mainly, to be honest, It was simply getting out of my day-to-day environment, going to another place and kind of waking up to realizing who I have been being in my relationships, whether that's who I've been being as a wife or who I've been being as a mother or even as a friend or even just to myself. And so it was great. It's kind of ironic because I have to say, a third of the work that I do with people is on awareness. It's helping them become more self-aware because when you are more self-aware, you're free to choose what changes you wanna make in your life. And when you're not aware, you become a prisoner to your own mind. Of course, awareness is only one piece of my work. I also teach simple but practical tools for how to manage yourself and your emotions and your mind in the moment. And of course, I offer ongoing support in an awesome community so that this work is front of mind for you So that you can continue to grow into the person and evolve into the person that you want to be in any moment. And again, sometimes it just takes getting away to increase that self-awareness. So I'm feeling refreshed and excited to do some shifting in my personal life, and I'm excited to be here today. So on last week's episode, we started to explore the differences between addictions, habits, and patterns. And if you haven't tuned into that episode yet, I highly recommend that you listen to that first. And then come back to this one, because this episode is based on what I shared from last week. And I will tell you that this episode was inspired by one of the members of my community, the Living Deliberately Circle, who requested coaching last week. So every week I offer two live one-hour sessions where the members of my community and I meet on Zoom. And part of that hour includes me coaching one woman through either of my tools So that she can get support with whatever she is going through in her life, and so that the others can deepen their understanding of how the tools I taught them can be used and applied in a wide variety of ways in their lives. Okay, so this woman was telling me that she's finding herself in a routine that she wants to break. And the routine is that she goes to work, she's a teacher, she comes home physically and emotionally exhausted. She wants to go for a walk when she gets home to get some exercise in, and yet she finds herself on the couch scrolling through Instagram. Now, if you're new to me, I just want to share up front that I am an emotional well-being coach. I do not offer psychotherapy. I do not help people overcome addictions. What my specialty is, is helping women handle emotionally challenging situations in the moment as they arise in their lives so that they can feel emotionally unstuck and free. And I say that because it could very well be that this woman who is in my program is addicted to being on her phone. Now, you might be like, what? Addicted to your phone or addicted to social media? What the, right? But the truth is, it's a thing. It's actually a real threat in today's world and it could be a real danger to young people. So for example, if you find yourself with an inability to put your phone down throughout the day, or an inability to stop checking it constantly, or you feel worried, like you're going on vacation and you can't check your phone for some period of time because there's no Wi-Fi, that might be an addiction and I want to let you know it's not your fault. Facebook and Instagram and all those other apps actually designed their platforms to be addictive in nature. Not only that, they have purposefully kept them that way, even though there's mounting evidence that social media overuse has a horrible effect on people's mental and physical well-being. And that's basically because when these apps pair your posts or your stories or whatever it is that you're posting, when they pair them with positive Affirmations like likes and follows and shares and all that, it becomes addictive in nature. And it offers a false social comparison to other people. Like it appears that the grass is greener on the other side when usually it's not. So again, my job is not to help people break their social media addictions or any other addiction for that matter, but rather to help them raise their awareness of their own behavior in the moment so that they can see the choices that are available to them. So for this woman inside of my group, she has the awareness that she was doing something she didn't want to be doing, which is great. The next step is what to do about that. Now, in my work, when you get attached to an emotion and you feel like you can't let it go and you're grasping onto that emotion, I call that being stuck, like stuck on anger or stuck on frustration or stuck on disappointment. And like I said earlier, I support the members of my community to identify those places, which, by the way, can come up multiple times a day, even for me, so that they can get emotionally unstuck. And what I want to focus on today with you is this, feeling. And let me explain what I mean. When you experience an emotional trigger, you automatically feel something about it, but you likely don't notice it in the moment. Or even if you do notice the emotion that you're feeling, you don't know what to do about it. So for example, if you go out of your way for someone, like you stayed in bed extra time so as not to wake up the person that you were in bed with while you're on vacation, and that person doesn't acknowledge or appreciate you for that story for next week, stay tuned. You may feel disappointed or frustrated or angry or any other emotion, but unless you are emotionally equipped, you won't know what to do with that emotion and then you will likely automatically react like blame or complain or lose control. And that's because your emotions fuel your actions. The only reason you do things in life is because of the emotions you feel Every single decision you make in life comes from an emotion. And if you don't believe me, you can pause this episode right now and think about the last decision that you made today. Maybe it was to listen to this podcast. The only reason that you're listening to this podcast right now is because of a feeling. Maybe you were feeling curious, or maybe you were feeling eager because you're expecting to learn something from this episode, whatever it is there was some sort of emotion that drove you to turn on this podcast and listen to this episode today. Now, likely you weren't what I call stuck on that emotion, you were just feeling the emotion. The problem is, when you are feeling stuck on an emotion, unless you're aware of it and unless you are emotionally equipped to handle it, you will likely resist feeling whatever emotion you are feeling. And let me explain more about this. The emotions you feel come from a part of the brain called the limbic system. And when you experience some sort of perceived threat, like someone not acknowledging you when you expected them to or you wanted them to, that part of the brain sets off a cascade of chemicals throughout your body as a way to protect you from that threat. Now, you and I know that we're not talking about a real life and death situation in the story, right? About me being quiet first thing in the morning. But guess what? Your brain doesn't understand the difference between a real life and death threat, like a lion running at you, and a perceived threat. And therefore, your brain is going to react in the same exact way as if it's a real threat. And what the brain will do naturally when that happens is it will resist feeling that emotion. Why? Because it wants to protect you. And in order to protect you, meaning in order to save your energy to run away from that lion or hide or whatever you're going to do in the case of a lion chasing you, it naturally is going to resist needing to have to deal with that emotion. It pushes it away. It makes sense, right? It's actually a brilliant design of the brain. The problem is, While that works amazingly well for when we are fighting lions, it does not work at all when we are in perceived threat situations, because then you end up fighting someone when you don't need to fight, or you end up running away from a situation when it's totally unnecessary. Can you see what I'm saying? The brain was designed to protect you, but in emotional situations, how the brain was designed actually works against you. Now, you may think that's a problem, but actually it's not. Because if you know how to manage your emotions in the moment, which is what I teach all about, you can handle anything. Now, here's the mistake most people make. They miss this really important piece. Instead of understanding this and learning how to manage their emotions, what they do is they try to solve the problem cognitively. They try to think their way out of the situation. And guess what? It'll never work. Why? Because you can't think your way out of an emotion. Emotions live in your body. You have to process your emotions. And only after you process your emotion can you then start to think rationally about them. The first thing you always need to do is manage the emotion if you want to be able to handle something. And that's why when I was coaching this woman last week, the first thing that we looked at and we had to identify was what was she feeling? And then I asked her in that moment, was she managing that emotion, which she wasn't. She missed it, which happens to all of us. Although I have to say, the more you use my tools, the more fluent you become with them and the more they just become you. And so instead of doing the work of emotional introspection, which I teach all about in my program, which partly has to do with actually giving yourself permission to feel your emotions, she was missing that part and she was trying to rationalize herself out of it. You see, for many of us, our problems don't have anything to do with like feeling too much of an emotion. Our problems actually have to do with underfeeling them. Because when you go through that step in the unstuck method, and you control the emotion, it then frees you to be able to see more clearly, and hence make better decisions moving forward. And so I asked her if I could share part of the coaching session here on the podcast this week, and she agreed. So I'd like to ask you, do you ever find yourself addicted to your phone or to social media or anything else? I want to tell you I totally understand if you do. In fact, I just took an entire month hiatus from Instagram. I really felt like I needed to pause from it because I felt like I was also getting addicted to it. I have come back to it over the last few days, but I am being much more deliberate in terms of when I look at Instagram, for how long I look at Instagram. I'm literally putting it into my calendar so that I don't waste time on it. And so that I do spend time on other things that I'd rather be doing like playing guitar, like going on walks, like hanging out with my family. So if you ever find yourself on your phone or social media and you want to be doing something else, see if you can notice what you're feeling and sit with it for about a minute or so. Obviously there's more to it than that if you want to get emotionally unstuck in the moment, But it is a good place to start bringing awareness and to even affect your body physiologically. Before I go, I want to let you know that if this episode piqued your interest, I am planning to offer a three-day workshop on getting emotionally equipped in May. So if you missed enrolling in my program this time around, I am getting emails and DMs about that, please know that the doors to the program will open in May. So definitely stay tuned for that. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share any feedback with me, I would love to hear from you. And you can do that by sending a DM to me over on Instagram. You can find me at Shira Gura official. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.